to be with you, and Merry Christmas to you again. You know, we're just kicking off the Christmas season. We just started it. Now that uh, commercialism's over with, and with Christmas part, we can really focus on the, the real reason, the real meaning for Christmas. I was shocked this week. I went to a store, and this is before Christmas, and they were already putting their Easter stuff out, okay? All right, my Lord, I was thinking, wow, you are really... <laughs> You were really getting ahead, but uh, that's, not the, that's not the purpose of the season. The season is Jesus, right? Jesus is the reason for the season, and we're here today as we will be several, several Sundays looking at different festivities, wonderful things about the life of Jesus. We're in the beginning of the church here, and we're also, as we look at the beginning, we look at first things, things that matter, like Jesus, okay? He's number one uh, on our list, and um, so it's only natural that we would be looking at him. Other things that are of, of great priority, like love. Love is, love is the theme today. I mean, that is the theme. And also the family. Family is very important. And families need a lot of help today. I, I've noticed that. My own family and, and uh all families do. It's a, it's a complex, stress-filled kind of time, and we even see it in the life of the gospel reading today. That, that story reminds me of Home Alone, you know? It's sort of like we forgot one, we left one at home, and except here they were, they were at the Passover feast celebrating it, and, and they left one, and that one was Jesus. But boy, did it put them in a tizzy. Have you ever lost one of your kids? You know, it's, that'll scare you half to death, particularly if you're in like a big crowd or something. It's like, oh my gosh, where did they go? And so, um, but those are some of the challenges. That's what that puts a gray hair or a bald head on you is uh, when you have so many challenges and different things that you have to deal with in the family. So the family needs strengthening today. It needs bolstering. It needs to be lifted up and elevated for what it is because it truly is the core. The family is the core of how God has created us to interact in this world. I mean, it is core. Uh, this is not, family's not a concept that somebody thought up other than the mind of God. It was in the mind of God and because God knew that it was the right way. And so we really need to strengthen the family as much as we can. And today's second reading really does that. It's all about family and how to grow more healthy relationships in your family because, well, once again, we need, we need that, don't we? Uh, you might have become aware of that at some of the Christmas gatherings a day or so ago. You know, there you can get into some pretty tense situations. Uh, people have just sort of maxed out and worn out, and uh, so there, there's always that sense of tension around gatherings like that. But here's some of the things that you can do to improve on that and make things better. See, Paul, in his infinite wisdom, in being filled with the Holy Spirit, he realizes and recognizes that the family needs strengthening. And so he teaches us how to do that. But what are some of the ways that we find in Paul's letter to the church at Colossae, which teaches how to do that? First and foremost, relate to each other in a Christ-like manner. 
a Christ-like manner. In other words, relate to each other like Jesus relates to us. And, uh, and he does it in a very beautiful way by expressing and living out the virtues of life. What are some of the virtues that are really important that need to be exhibited in our lives if we want to have healthy families? Well, let me give you five that Paul mentions. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Oh boy, those are some things. We can just live those out within our families. Uh, it really gives great strength. But I'm, I, I failed to mention the main one. The main one, and, and Paul does too at this point, because there's one that's even more important than these five virtues. And um, what does he call that one? He says, well, it's like this. Back in those days, they, they sort of dressed like this. They didn't, they didn't do like we do today. And there was one, one clothing item that was critical in putting everything together, and it was the belt. It was the belt. The belt bound it all together. If you didn't have a belt, you were in big trouble, especially if you were running. Uh, whenever you were running and, you, you know, you were in a hurry to get to the grocery or, you know, hurry to get to mass or whatever, well, you'd sort of tuck your, you'd tuck this up under your belt so that you could run because first thing you're going to do is trip. You're going to trip. And, uh, boy, that's embarrassing. I remember the first time I wore this was at uh, Archbishop Kurtz's um, when he was received into the the archdiocese and I was asked to be a server because I was a candidate for the priesthood at that point. What, what do I do? Oh man, I was so proud. I was so filled up. Here I am. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to be able to do this. Well, I didn't bind it. You know, he's got a cincture on, so he know he's smart. I didn't bind it, so when I walked up the steps, proud as I was, what I do? Boom, I went down. You know, I trip. You always trip going up. And uh, so, uh, if I'd only bound myself, if I'd only put a little bit of cord on there. But uh, that's what Paul's talking about. Love perfects these things. See, love, he said, the, is the perfection. That's what brings it all together. Love is what causes you to be more gentle, more kind, more compassionate. Uh, love enables you to honor your parents and love your parents. But love is critical. Love is core. And uh, once again, it's sort of like as we begin with our weekday masses starting tomorrow, we're going to talk about love for several days. We're going to look at the letter in 1 John, which talks about love and the primacy of love. Third thing, if you want to grow a healthier family, is you have to be at peace in your heart. Now, that's really, really important. It's really hard to uh, nurture any family, any relationship when you harbor angerness, anger and bitterness in your life. It's really hard to do that. And what that does is anger towards others, or it may not even be toward, toward your family. Uh, unfortunately, anger is one of those things that you have a bad day at the office and what do you do? You come home and you take it out on your family, right? You don't leave your anger at the door, which is where it needs to stay. 
but you come in, you take it out. But you can, you can see how that anger can cause a world of problems. And it may not even be associated with someone in your family, but boy, they sure feel it. And that's what Paul said today. He said, don't, he said, he's so specific, you know, he said, don't discourage your children. Don't beat them down. Don't beat them down and discourage them and take the life out of them. Don't, uh, don't be angry all the time with them. But instead, he says, let the peace of Christ rule supremely in your heart. And the fortunate thing for us is how do we do that? Well, in the world that's constantly stressing us out right now, that's, that's hard to do. But the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. There's where the grace, there's where the power comes in order that we can be more patient with our family members and less go around with less anger in our hearts. Another thing is to give thanks. Now, I find this one very interesting because this is the one that Paul mentions twice. He, you know, this is a really important one. He says, give thanks. You know, give thanks with a grateful heart. Now, what does that mean? See, thankfulness, when you're thankful for something, there's gratitude. You're grateful, aren't you? And when you're grateful, what are you exhibiting? Humility, aren't you? And if you really want to have family relationships, you got to be humble. You have to be humble. God made it that way. You know, I thought about, I've thought about, God, why did you do that? Why did you make it this way? He made it that way to make us humble. Because it's humble. It'll humble you to live in a family. Family will humble you. They will definitely humble you. And so, uh, you know, that's really, that's really important, that sense of, Humility, you need that in family relationships. Here's one of the great challenges for us today. We're all about what we want. I mean, we have, we have been, it has been pumped into our brain so many times. It's what you want, how you want it. Family doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. Family doesn't work that way. Family's all about us. It's not about me. Family's all about us. It's not about me. So what happens is I want this and I want that and they don't match, boom! You got an explosion going off right there. And uh, see, that's not the way that it works. What we have to do is be humble, humility, humble ourselves and we do that by the gratitude that we have. Another thing is to feast upon the word of God. Now, Paul, Paul really hits on that one because that's really important. It's very important. And boy, does he give us some practical advice. That's the thing I like about our faith. It's practical. I'm very practical, if you haven't figured that out by now. But I'm a very practical person, and I want to know how to live. Lord, teach me how to live so that I can enjoy life and those around me can enjoy life as well. Well, that's what the Word of God is for. It is to teach us. It is to show us the way that imitates the example of Jesus. It, it, it typifies the nature of God and all of these kinds of things. And, and we see that so poignant today in the, in the readings. I, I like Paul's sensitivity. You have to look at it to find it 
sometimes, but he's very sensitive about things. What does he say? Well, he says, when, you're, when your dad gets older and he gets forgetful, love him anyway. Don't scream at him. Don't holler at your dad. Show him respect. And I thought, yeah, that's really good, especially since I'm getting up in age and I forget things. You know, don't scream at me. You don't have to. You know, I, I, I slip a little bit. That's, that's true. My memory doesn't work like it used to. That's okay. But don't scream. What does Paul say? Honor your parents. And this is really important for all people today, especially our young people, even though it's uh, getting to be more and more so with everybody. Don't scream at your parents. Don't scream at your parents. What are you to do? You're to honor your parents. Now, sometimes you don't feel warm and fuzzy towards your parents. I don't. There's times, you know, that I, I didn't growing up. But there's a difference between loving your parents and honoring your parents. You don't have to feel warm and fuzzy, but you still honor them. You don't scream at your parents. Uh, I, have not a, I don't understand this, and I'm a parent. And I've been a parent for 40 years now, and I still don't understand this. But there is something special. God, you know, this is in the Ten Commandments. That's pretty big about honoring your mother and your father. It's in there. There's something about it that God, I don't know if it's because they, they are an example to us of what God is like. They're sort of the closest example that we have to what God is like. I don't know what it is, but God, God makes it very clear this is really important. So the last thing we should do is scream at our parents and scream at each other, husbands and wives. You know, that's another thing that we can get into, shouting matches. Not good. Not good. It doesn't mean we have to feel warm and fuzzy all the time. That's not love. That's, that's something else. But, uh, but we do have to honor and respect, and that's very important. Final thing Paul says is to give Jesus your whole life. Uh, this, is the, this is the key that unlocks it all. This unlocks love. It unlocks virtues. It unlocks, you know, everything. What does he say? He says, whatever you do, here's the key. He says, whatever you do, whether it be in word or in action, what does he say? Do it, what? In the name of Jesus as his representative. Do it in the name. You know, it's sort of like what we do here. We pray. What does Jesus tell us to do? Pray in his name. That's why we always say in, in Jesus' name we pray, because that's what he told us to do. It's the same thing here. He's saying, live your actions in the name of Jesus. So as you think about your family relationships, how much of Jesus shines through your actions and your words to your husband, to your wife, to your children, your grandchildren, your parents? Boy, there's a real... <laughs> Man, that's a powerful one there. I mean, that's really powerful. It's extremely powerful. Whatever we do, we do it just like Jesus would do. So that's, a, that's sort of a good way to gauge how you're doing with your relationships. Well, a couple thoughts for reflection this morning. First of all, commit yourself anew to your family. That's important. We all have room to grow in our families. That's, that's part of it. Uh, commit yourself to growing in that, to growing your relationship with your wife, 
or your husband or your children, your in-laws, you know, those, all of those, all those family members. But make a commitment to do that. God bless all of you. And have a very Merry Christmas.